I want to go where culture is, like, like how New in the York, world did I raise such or at least snob. Connecticut or New Hampshire, well, where writers live in the woods. Get into those schools anyway. Mom, you can't even pass your driver's test. Because you wouldn't let me practice. The way enough. that you work, or the or the way that you don't work, you're not even worth state tuition, Christine. My name is Ladybird. Uh, well, actually, it's not, and it's ridiculous. Call me Ladybird, like Christine. you said you would. Just you should just go to City College. You know, with your work ethic, just go to City College and then to jail and then back to City College and then maybe you'd learn to pull yourself up and not expect everybody to do everything. <laughs> episode number 91 of the movie review show within a show of the jeff cast podcast feed episode number 316 i believe overall i should check that don't want to be inaccurate i should check that i should check that right now oh one just once i'd like to do this a little bit more professionally this is episode 316 how's it going um thanksgiving's around the corner and the Family, my my mom and dad are coming and they're staying forever. They're staying for a month, so I'm trying to bang out some all these movie review podcasts that I promised the world. Uh, four, four in all. Starting with this one because uh, this was a great movie, and uh, you heard a clip from it. That was kind of the clip from the trailer. It was the only standalone clip I could find on YouTube to play. I didn't want to play that one because I feel like it's ubiquitous from the trailer. And if you know anything about the movie and you saw the trailer, you, that's kind of the lead into the trailer, that little scene. Uh, slightly different edited version of that cut, but uh, that is Lady Bird, 2017. Written and directed by Greta Gerwig, the actress from Frances Ha, uh, Mistress America. She's been in uh, Greenberg. She's worked with and is dating Noah Baumbach, and she's been in a lot of movies uh you know, she, you know her, you know her, she, she is Greta Gerwig, she's excellent, she's an excellent actress, I like her a lot, this is her first foray into the writing and directing, she's the writer-director of this movie, she's not in it at all, uh, and it is a phenomenal movie, you've probably heard the buzz, I saw it on Friday of last week, so a few days ago now, I uh, went to a 445 show, don't get the discount on the matinee price. Is that technically a matinee? It's still, we still, it still cost me ten dollars for the ticket. So I don't know. I don't know if they when if they still do matinees. Maybe it's a little earlier in the evening or that day. Maybe I have to go like before two or something to get the. I thought it'd be cheaper. That's neither here nor there. I I loved this film. I'm actually gonna give it. This is the ninety first podcast review I've done, and. I'm going to give it the highest score I have given to any of the 90 films. It, it, unbelievable, right? It's, can you believe it? Can you even believe it? I should have also mentioned that it's been a while since I've done this. So the last one I did was on, Jesus, it was July 20th uh, this year. And that was the Mike and the Mad Dog documentary. I got another, <laughs> the next, I should say right now, we'll get into the review and what, what I liked about the film. But coming up after this. 51 Dons. I'm going to review a movie called 51 Dons, which was a little-known ESPN documentary. I'm going to review the Nathan for You Finding Francis. Now, controversial. Is it a TV show or a movie? I think it, it's really a movie that was aired on TV. It was sort of a special... It was a special season finale. Again, not just this is a prelude to what's coming to later today on the feed. And then I'm going to review The Big Sick, which I saw at home on my home TV, my home theater. 
which is just a TV and my couch in my living room. So like I said, I saw this movie in the theater. I, saw, I love going to the movies. It's one of my favorite things to do. I don't do it nearly enough now that I have the, uh, the little child person in my life. Hard to get to the movies. Trying to make, I'm trying to, I want to correct that though, because if anything, and I'll get into the sentiment of why I love this movie so much, and it's really, there's a melancholy, I, I even thinking about it, I feel wistful, uh, is that the right word? I, I feel almost sad, I felt sad after watching this movie, and it was, it, it's not a sad movie per se, I mean, there's some sadness in it, and there's a lot of different emotions in it, and it touches a lot of different areas, and pulls on a lot of different heartstrings. As any great movie does, I think it does do that. I mean, I, that's for sure. I, but I felt sad because it, you know I felt old when I was. I'm 36, and I was looking. Greta Gerwig's 34, so this was set roughly in her senior year high school era. So it was a little bit. I think 2002, 2003 is the is the time. I graduated high school in 99, so it's a couple of years off. For me, but I, I I know the times, and I was a young person during this era. Era, with the you know cell phones were just starting to become prevalent um, among young people, and and so on and so forth. The cultural, the, the music, touchstones was all. I, I was all very much of of this uh, moment, I, I felt very it, it it touched me in that regard because although it was a couple of years off from when I graduated high school, there was you know a lot of the same music. And a lot of the same feelings and a lot of the same cultural stuff with going on in the news. And this this is very much a timepiece. And the setting and, and the time is very important to the, to this film. And as someone who is in my age group, and I've I've heard this in other critiques of the film, it's it's hit hard hit maybe a little bit hard. I mean, I think this can hit home with anybody. It shouldn't be tied to anyone's age specifically. But that that being said, it is it, it it's it's you, it's worth noting, and it, it is part of the movie, and it's such an inherent part of the movie. But why did I feel sad? I just felt like it, it, there was a there was a, such an energy and of just a, a feeling of life and being alive in this movie that I felt sad because I'm just I feel I felt old and I felt like there was the the things that the 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 highs and lows right like so someone like me. Not to internalize it too much, but just because I could be anyone saying this, but but people who are maybe emotional people, artistic people, just people who you know feel things deeply, as it were. I I felt like there was something that I I saw in this film that I'll, it was it was almost like a reminder that I'll never be able to get get it back. Uh, because I think the film did, did did that so very well. Like it touched on these things about youth and growing up, and this whole this coming of age story. There's nothing original about this film in, in in so much as the content. I mean, you've seen this movie a thousand times. It's 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 a recipe. I mean, it's a, it's a tried and true recipe for movie making. This this coming of age story. Uh, but this movie just it does it better than I mean. Mo most are just you know either. It's it's an easy film to to do in a sense because it's it's so it's going to touch on some level, but to but to really consume your being and put you in and put you kind of back in in and of that sphere, uh, is very difficult. And this movie just does it uh, so well. And and so just to give you a quick background in case anyone's listening to this and doesn't know about the movie, uh, a little bit more background it takes place in Sacramento, California. Uh, the I'm going to butcher the young lady's name who was the actress from the movie Brooklyn. 
which was not, which was think she was nominated for an Academy Award. She should, she should get nominated, nominated, nominated and win. In my opinion, hands down, best actress. Uh, she's magnetic on this movie. Mag- just absolutely magnetic uh, screen presence and and acting. And she's she's Irish. She's oh she's American Irish, but she grew. She doesn't. If you know, in, in real life, she's got an Irish accent, fairly strong one. And uh, to, to see to see here, I was talking to my wife after she didn't know that the, the actress. I was like, yeah, she's that was an she was doing an American accent. And just you would never know. I mean, the acting is just superb. Just a superb actress. Uh, Sorcy Ronan. I I don't know how to say her for name. That's I'm, you know I I should do like a thing right now. Hold on, let's figure it out. She's twenty three. In real life, so she's playing a little bit old. Pronunciation. All right, we're gonna get one of these videos. Here we go. Searsha. Oh. Searsha. 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 Oh, there's another one here. How and how not to pronounce Saoirse Ronan. Can you hear this? With award season upon us, one name we keep hearing is Saoirse Ronan. The stunning 21-year-old Irish actress. All right, whatever. Uh, Saoirse. Saoirse Ronan. Sorry, folks. I didn't mean to derail the show with that. uh, I I wanted to get it right. Saoirse. I'm probably still saying it wrong. Anyway, she's amazing in this movie. Uh, what she was in, you know, you might know she's been in a lot. She's been around for a while. She was in the Grand Budapest Hotel. That's what. That's when we. I was like, I remember looking, watching this movie, and I was like, I knew she was in Brooklyn. I didn't see that movie Brooklyn, but I'd heard it was like kind of you know just saw it and heard about, it, and I knew I recognized her from that. But then I was like, I knew I saw. I couldn't think of it while I was watching. it. I was like, I think I've seen her in something before, and it was the Grand Budapest Hotel. Couldn't think. Couldn't think of it. She's the young. Um, the young protagonist, the young, you know, I guess, love interest in that movie of the uh, guy in the hotel. I that that movie is I got to rewatch that. I haven't seen that movie in a while, so so I need to rewatch. But anyway, I'm giving this a nine point four eight one, and that's gonna go right above the the Godfather, the original Godfather, on my list of uh reviews that I've reviewed movies I've reviewed so far. Uh, you know, there's wiggle room to, this wasn't the, is this the best movie I've ever seen? No, I mean, I, I think there's other movies I would put higher. I haven't reviewed any, uh, the classic Stanley Kubrick. I'm sure there's some Paul Thomas Anderson movies I would have above this movie. Just in terms, I'm just talking generally in the, the greatest movies ever made. Of movies I've reviewed thus far, it's so, it's topping the list. And I have no problem putting it here at that list. I, I it was the best movie I've seen in a long time. Again, it touched me deeply and, and emotionally, and uh, it uh, made me feel a very... Uh, I feel it right now, as I think about the film, I feel it right now, and I wanted to watch... I, I kind of want to seek it out and watch it again, just because I just... It's like you're chasing this feeling, and again, it's the highs and lows. It's not even just the happy it's happy feeling. It's a, it's the, it's wanting to feel uh, a sadness of, of youth that, in comparison to sadness of adulthood, or, you know further on into adulthood it it's almost like empty <laughs> this is depressing i guess uh and, and not a typical way to review a movie uh because it makes me sound f- f- perhaps fairly unstable <laughs> but uh here we are and that's that's kind of how I'm, I'm choosing to frame this because i couldn't i remember we had dinner after this my wife and i um here in Philadelphia, we had a dinner after this. I remember just sitting 
and talking to her about the movie and just sitting and just like, I was just like, I, I felt, I felt like a, a, a sadness of just not being able to ever go back in time to experience those things for the first time again and how, you know, not not appreciating it, I guess, is, is what I'm saying. But so, 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 to, so this movie, to make you feel that way about certain things, is such a strong, it's, it's such a strong, uh, it, it evokes such a strong motion, emotional reaction. And what what else do you go to the movies for? I don't know. I mean, in a way, it's bad because like I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to feel so like um, I, I mean, the word that keeps popping in my head is wistful. I, mean, I don't know if that's if that's quite accurate, uh, but that's kind of the word I keep thinking of. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I love this movie. I, lo I, I I I cannot recommend it enough. I cannot. Please run, don't walk to see Ladybird now playing. Yes. Okay, that's the end of the review. Oh, that's the end of the review. I, I feel that just reviewing the film took a lot out of me. I kind of knew that it would in a way, and that's why I was, I think I was kind of putting off for the last day, few days because um, I was going to do it over the weekend, but I didn't. But anyway, uh, Ladybird 9.481. Go to movies.myamerica, that's movies.myamera.ca, Canadian website, and uh, patreon.com slash myamerica. This has been Jeff from the JeffCast podcast feed, completing my review of Lady Bird. Email the show with your thoughts on Lady Bird, or any, literally anything else, to JeffCast, that's J-E-F-F-K-K-A-S-T at gmail.com. JeffCast is over.